Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. I think you've heard from the uh, FDA and CDC. Uh, they've made an announcement on the new vaccine. Uh, so certainly, uh, they said that they will have an. There will be an updated vaccine in September, mid-September, I believe. So uh, we know that, as you all know, vaccinations against COVID-19 remains the safest protection for avoiding hospitalization, long-term health outcomes, and death. Which is why we are we are going to be encouraging uh, Americans to stay up to date on their vaccines. The criminal governments of the world are about to attack we the people again with the masks, lockdowns, and deadly vaccines. And people are already masking up. As a Weimar judge was just sentenced to two years in prison for trying to lift the last mask mandate, Germany is set to mandate the masks starting again this October. Corporations are announcing mask mandates. Colleges are announcing mask mandates and threatening to disenroll students if they don't get the clot shot. The CDC admits the masks are useless, and the NIH published a study saying that the N95 masks can expose people to toxic compounds linked to seizures and cancer. The mainstream media, like CNN, clots are still being found in the dead bodies of the vaccinated. The vaccinated appear to be shedding the spike proteins and the nanotech that we know is in these lethal cocktails. Nanotech that is growing inside the hearts and brains of the infected. The shots have made millions infertile, and we know that Pfizer aggressively campaigned for pregnant women to get the shot even after knowing it could kill their babies. It is estimated that the shots have murdered millions, conservatively. According to the CDC's data, the more COVID-19 vaccine doses in an area, the greater the increase in mortality and death. The hordes of unchecked people being flooded into our country through the open border are not required to be given a COVID vaccination. Lucky them. But Joe Biden says a new vaccine is coming for every American, whether they've gotten it before or not. We are being given a second chance to say no to these psychopathic criminals in our government. You can stick your vaccine mandates up your ass. You can stick your vaccine mandates up 
up your ass. You can stick your vaccine mandates. Stick your vaccine mandates. You can stick your vaccine mandates up your ass. You can stick your vaccine mandates up your ass. You can stick your vaccine mandates up your ass. You can stick your vaccine mandates. Stick your vaccine mandates. You can stick your vaccine mandates up your ass. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. That is the latest from Greg Reese. Ladies and gentlemen, you can stick your vaccine mandates up your uh, up your donkey. Up your donkey. We'll be right back with your daily dispatch. Some people say that, that we curse on this show. No, we just make oblique references to barnyard animals. What's wrong with that? Absolutely nothing. That's what. Big show we have for you today. Roger Stone will be joining us in the 930 time slot. Very excited to talk to him. Your phone calls and all today's news coming up. Stay with us. It's Thursday, August 31st, year of our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal, Infowars.com, band.video. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. Lots of stories to cover today. Roger Stone will be joining us in the second hour. We'll be taking your calls throughout the third hour. I'm talking about political persecution. It's a large part of uh, today's topic. Really nothing nothing tying all this stuff together. Just your just the conspiracy. Just the single worldwide conspiracy to create a monolithic world government that is undemocratic and tyrannical in aspect. And we'll get into what exactly that looks like here in just a second as we have some pretty bombshell stories in our Daily Dispatch. So let's get into it. Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Thursday, the 31st of August, 2023. Vanguard joins BlackRock in rejecting more ESG proposals from shareholders. The Vanguard Group says it has only approved 2% of the environmental and social resolutions brought by shareholders in 2023, down 12% last year uh, from last year. Joining BlackRock in rejecting a significant number of climate and social items amid pushback against the environmental, social, and governance movement previously promoted by the investment titans. Vanguard reported in its Vanguard Investment Stewardship Brief for the U.S. region released Tuesday that it received a greater number of environmental and social proposals in this proxy season, with shareholders bringing 359 such resolutions compared to just 290 in 2022. The mutual fund giant said it saw a 50% increase in proposals related to environmental matters alone, and the most common subject was target setting for greenhouse gas emissions. We often use the phrase like scam upon scam, how it's we've got scams built on the back of other scams. In this case, the scam of fiat currency is being manipulated by the scam of multinational conglomerate uh, hedge fund managing organizations to push the environmental social government scam to make money off of the climate change scam, and you wonder why we're in the trouble that we're in. Meanwhile, Biden's DOJ will not comply with subpoenas for two FBI agents in Hunter Biden case. 
On Tuesday night, the House Judiciary Committee was informed by Biden's Department of Justice that it would not be cooperating with subpoenas issued to two FBI agents involved in investigations into Hunter Biden over limits set forth for their depositions. In a letter obtained by the Washington Examiner, DOJ Assistant Attorney General Carlos Uyarte, 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 told Committee Chairman Jim Jordan that subpoenas, quote, lack legal effect and cannot constitutionally be enforced because Jordan had prohibited DOJ lawyers from being in attendance at the deposition. The subpoenas issued by the committee prohibit the attendance of agency counsel at appearances by two FBI employees where the committee has indicated it will ask questions regarding information they learned within the scope of their official duties, including regarding the ongoing criminal investigation. He said that uh, compelling testimony from the FBI Baltimore field office, special agents, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the point is they are just not complying because they don't have to because they're the ones with guns. So what are you going to do about it? That's the takeaway. That is essentially the takeaway. They just get subpoenaed for two FBI agents and they're just like, make us. Why don't you come here and make us do it? We don't want to. We're not going to. End of story. Really uh, flexing their independence over the duly elected civilian oversight via the Congress. Really just letting everybody know what the new situation is. People that actually have to respond to the demands of their voters, they're not in charge anymore. The people in charge are the unaccountable deep state spy agencies. And that's the ultimate conflict taking place in America today. Meanwhile, Mitch McConnell freezes for a second time during press event. For the second time in just over a month, Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell appeared to freeze while speaking to reporters at a press conference event in uh, Covington, Kentucky. The 81-year-old paused for more than 30 seconds when asked if he would run for re-election in 2026. Here's a video of it. You just have to think... What's what's flashing through his mind right now? What horror film flashbacks is Mitch McConnell having? That's honestly what it seems. It seems like somebody with PTSD or something when you're like, oh, I hear you were in Vietnam. And they just like stare off in the distance and are just seeing like burning children screaming and fire consuming entire villages. Just like what has Mitch McConnell seen in his time as politician? Over the last uncountable number of decades, aides attempted to prompt the senator, but it took several more seconds for Mr. McConnell to recover. He then answered two more questions, which had to be repeated by the staff. He made no comments about his health before leaving with aides. Okay, <clears throat> great. Oh, it's great. I love it. When you get that, uh, have, we, have we ever played the Ryan Long skit about uh, the retirement home for politicians? It's very good. And painfully apt painfully apt you know the interesting thing about mitch mcconnell the reason he's so powerful the reason he's so supported by the entire republican party is because he has managed over the last several decades to control all of the funding he decides where the money goes who gets money to carry out their re-election campaigns so anybody that's in office has to kowtow to him to have any hope of having enough funds to remain in office, which really makes you realize like that's this is just how Washington works, right? Whether it's Joe Biden getting a you know position as vice president to then use the American people's tax money to 
withhold it and blackmail Ukraine into no longer investigating his son's business, or whether it's Mitch McConnell deciding who gets to run as a Republican each and every year or each and every cycle. You just you get to a position where you control other people's money, then you use that money to advance your own interests, and that's how corruption flourishes. One headline amongst many today from NPR News this time, as COVID cases increase, mask mandates are making a comeback. Yes, they're acting surprised about this. We have more articles from other outlets, New York Times. Is it time for mask mandates to come back? No, you are not. This is not a flashback. You've not traveled back through time to 2020. This is, in fact, your real life. And yes, they're trying to do it again. Honestly, I don't know how much time we can spend talking about masks. I don't, I just, I, I can't do it. I can't relitigate the argument that we won over and over and over again for the past three years. This has been decided. The arguments were made. The outcome is certain. We won this argument. We defeated your mask mandates. We proved the vaccine wrong. We have come out on top of all of this. We're not going to litigate it again. We're just going to laugh at you this time. It's just incredible. Finally, we have this story. It relates to what I said at the beginning of this segment. U.S. military to unleash thousands of war robots over the next two years. The scale and scope of the U.S. announcement makes it clear the future of conflict has changed. The age of warfighting robots is upon us. Good Lord. And this is a little bit different. In fact, the original headline uh, made a note that they were autonomous, which is a very important differentiation between something like a UAV, an unmanned aerial vehicle that's controlled by some dude in an office in Scottsdale versus robots that think for themselves find their own targets and are not controlled by anybody the united states military plans to start using thousands of thousands of autonomous weapon systems in the next two years in a bid to counter china's growing powder power u.s deputy secretary of defense kathleen hicks announced in a speech on monday the so-called replicator initiative oh good oh good they're naming it they're naming it like a james cameron movie wonderful We'll call it the Replicator Initiative. That sounds intimidating, doesn't it? They'll produce high volumes of affordable systems for all branches of the military. So just so we're clear, one of the primary and possibly the only moderately convincing argument for globalism is that it will end war. Hey, if there weren't nations, the nations wouldn't go to war. This is an important distinction, though. They're replacing what we now know as war of two countries fighting each other. It'll be replaced by a central global government that will control autonomous legions of robots that will hunt down and destroy anybody who does not join their system. That's war from now on. We have three original, one-of-a-kind toothpaste designed by my father, a dentist, at InfoWarsStore.com that don't have fillers, that are filled with high-quality essential oils and more. We have the turmeric toothpaste, we have the ultimate tooth whitening with coral calcium toothpaste, and we have the amazing activated charcoal toothpaste again with a whole bunch of key essential oils that are so good not just for your teeth and your gums but your whole mouth your throat and more these are really game-changing toothpaste they're very very strong most over-the-counter toothpaste have fluoride ours don't and it doesn't have fillers in it it is just chock full of incredible things that god gave us through mother nature so it's now back in stock it became a bestseller 
The turmeric toothpaste is available again at InfoWorksStore.com. We're selling out of the tooth whitening toothpaste. We've got some of that left. And we also have some of the amazing activated charcoal toothpaste in stock, but it's running out as well. So all three toothpastes in stock for a limited time, InfoWorksStore.com. You're going to want to pay attention to what I'm about to say in the next 60 seconds. Two new incredible products are now available exclusively at InfoWorksStore.com. They are both clones of national best-selling products from a major pharmaceutical slash supplement maker that are listeners and patriots that are allowing us to private label it at a lower price you'll find in stores. It's Joint Relief Max and Nerve Renew. Both of these have known documented natural compounds to lower pain and to also make your nerves healthier, which is one of the major reasons nerves get irritated and are more inductive to pain. There's major research behind this all. You need to get Joint Relief Max from InfoWars MD and Nerve Renew from InfoWars MD exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Introducing them both, 25% off. You'll find them exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com and they fund their operation. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Lots of big stories to cover today. Legions of military robots being used by the globalist. Just saw a video posted. I'll put it in the folder. If we want to censor, the guy curses in it, but I don't know if it's true or not. Maybe if one of our callers has an Alexa. But if the dude asks Alexa who's going to win the 2024 election and apparently alexa the amazon ai responds that there will not be an election in 2024 because the war powers act will be invoked once the hot war with china and russia starts it's just like we need a board we need like a pros and cons list from the point of view of the globalists of massive world war with china and uh, russia and iran for that matter what is the downside for them? I mean, they're not the ones gonna, who are going to be fighting it. Their lives really won't change. The billionaires, the money managers, the politicians, they'll be good. This is why, this is why it's a requirement for all info warriors to watch Dr. Strangelove. Or more importantly, the subtitle, How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. In case you're not familiar, that whole story is about a cataclysmic doomsday device that will destroy the earth. And the uh, people in Washington realize that if such a thing were to happen, well, all of the important politicians from Washington, D.C. would have to go into some sort of underground bunker with a bevy of fertile women to keep the human race going. And they realize maybe it wouldn't be such a bad thing to have nuclear exchange. Now, in this case, it's not just going into their deep underground military bases and parallel government structures underneath mountains near D.C. But it's also the depopulation program that they're engaged in, the reorganization of the entire economy that they're engaged in. Obviously, it'll be a great opportunity to have a bunch of European people kill each other, just do away with the white race as a whole through massive 
exchange of nuclear weapons, it's really there's no downside for them. It's just how do they lay the groundwork for us to get there? It really does seem like they're doing it. Again, we have a lot of stuff to cover. We'll get to uh, – we're going to talk to Roger Stone at 9.30 this morning. We'll take your phone calls throughout the show as well. But I want to go to some videos here of Tucker Carlson. He did an interview yesterday with Adam Carolla, made some pretty incredible statements. And I want to go to some of these now. First, we'll go to this clip of uh, clip number 10, Tucker Carlson talking about the danger that faces Donald Trump as each and every scheme to destroy him politically has failed. What will the deep state resort to? Let's watch. What do you think the future holds? Is it? I don't know. I mean, are they going to let Trump be president? Of course. I mean, look, if, you know, they protested him, they called him names. He won anyway. They impeached him. Twice on ridiculous pretenses, they fabricated a lot about what happened on January 6th in order to impeach him again. It didn't work. He came back. Then they indicted him. It didn't work. He became more popular. Then they indicted him three more times. And every single time his popularity rose. So if you begin with criticism, then you go to protest, then you go to impeachment. Now you go to indictment and none of them work. What's next? I mean, you know, graph it out, man. We're speeding toward assassination, obviously. And no one will say that, but I don't I don't know how you can reach that conclusion. You know what I mean? Like they have decided permanent Washington. Both parties have decided that there's something about Trump that's that's so threatening to them. They just can't have him. I mean, they're putting him on trial in March of next year in the J6 case which basically consists of trying to send him to prison for the rest of his life for complaining about the last election. That's literally what it is. Again, if this were happening in Moldova, the State Department would issue an all-hands-on-deck order to let the world know this is not a legitimate government. And yet our government is doing it. It's like it, I, it's, it's really it's hard to overstate how bad this is. And I'm not I, I don't. I don't know where it's going, but there's a collision that's clearly imminent. And by the way, the president is senile in a way that's impossible to deny. Biden's not running the government, you know? So, like, I don't know. I've never been this worried about anything as I am about where this is going. Yeah, hard to hard to disagree with that. Tucker Carlson says he fears for Trump's life. We're speeding toward assassination. Again, you, you've got all these different threats on the horizon, and we've said for years now at this point, like going to war with Russia, going to war with China, or some event that sparks off a massive uprising here in America would give the powers that be all the excuse that they would need to not just unleash the American military on the American people as they really seem eager to do. How many times have we heard them gleefully threaten just that? Oh, you think you're going to take us out with your AR-15s? Have you ever seen a drone strike in action? It's just like, good Lord. Good. If, if we didn't have a good reason to distrust you already, you seem a little bit too eager to threaten us with cluster bombs. And, of course, 
it doesn't even matter how it would go. It's like, just imagine, just take the scenario of Donald Trump gets assassinated. Trump supporters rise up, start getting violent. True civil war breaks out. It's like, okay, the Patriots start to win the war. You think the American government wouldn't send out an SOS to the UN and to China and to Russia. I mean, this is how it works, right? Look at the French Revolution. What happened when the people rose up against the nobility and uh, the Sun King? Well, they tried to flee to Austria to get Austrian soldiers to come back and put down the French people. This is what the nobility does. This is what the international elite have done for hundreds of years. You keep your people down. If they rise up, you get help from you know, your, your compatriots in other countries. So you've got this class of elite that are international in character and then the people that are national in character. And so if the people rise up, you reach out to your supposed enemies in the other nations because your loyalty or the important thing to you is to keep the system going, the system of nobles ruling over peasants, the system of globalist corporations controlling the world. So, of course, they'd go to China or they'd go to even Russia. Do like you think their, their animosity towards Russia is such that they wouldn't actually request Russia come attack American people to maintain their power? Of course they would. And that's if the Patriots start to win. If the Patriots start to lose, well, they don't need to call anybody. They might do it anyway, but they'll just put you down out and out. So it's really a lose-lose situation that we're being put in here. I do think there's ways out of it. You just have to play it very carefully. While also being extremely aggressive. That's the tightrope we have to watch. Uh, walk. We'll be back on the other side with more Tucker Carlson clips. More just fun talk. Omega-3 fatty acids are needed for optimal strength. And they can only be obtained through diet. They can be found in grass-fed beef, which is why the ruling class is trying to ban it. And they can be found in fish, which are arguably the best source of omega-3s. But the problem today is finding fish without a high mercury content. Your best option is our ultimate fish oil and ultimate krill oil at InfoWarsStore.com. Omega-3 fatty acids are essential for both our neurological and cardiovascular systems, our brain and our heart. They improve mood, mental clarity, and immune function. Get your essential omega-3 fatty acids from the best sources available, ultimate fish oil and ultimate krill oil. Get some today at InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. Putting the power of conversation into the caller's hands. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Folks, they're arming the IRS and hiring tens of thousands of new agents to come after your hard-earned money to fund their foreign interventions, their fun and games they're playing. They're creating armies of autonomous robots. The deep state is asserting its 
total independence over the duly elected civilian oversight. And they're trying to push COVID 2.0 with the mask mandates and billions of dollars in new vaccine sales. It's all coming down, folks. Will there even be an election in 2024? trying to think if i was a globalist schemer if i was one of these globalist schemers remember your goal and we need to make i've been thinking for a while i want to make a game i want to make like a reverse sim city you know sim city you start with nothing and you build a city i want to play a game where you play as a globalist and you start with a well-functioning happy prosperous city and you have to try to destroy it without getting caught, causing an uprising, being lynched in the street by the citizens. So it's, a, it's a delicate game you have to play. You might have different structures in the city. You'd have to, you're like, you're trying to make everybody more poor, but then the church is interfering. So then you have to subvert the church and get people embedded there so they can uh, bring that down to facilitate your poverty program like how do you destroy a well-functioning prosperous unified society without getting caught without them realizing what you're doing and without them pushing back that's the ultimate goal of the globalist the globalist whole plan is how do we do this without experiencing pushback without letting people know uh, what we're up to it's not an easy game to play and we know that they're Tactics usually go, uh, I mean, much like a, like a witch or a devil from old fairy stories, right? First, they invite you to join them. First, they make it easy. First, they try to bribe you. Like in 300, right? Just a little dirt, a little salt, just a little symbol of your submission, and we'll be happy. We'll be satisfied, and you'll actually benefit. Not only will it not be a struggle for you, you'll do better by submitting to us. And when that doesn't work, here comes the force. So that's where we are now, and you see more and more people waking up. You see more and more people realizing how tyrannical everything is. I mean, I've seen so many videos over the last just few days, whether it's the Trump mugshot video and people realizing how wrong it is to have a former president have his mugshot taken in one of a variety of different indictments that he's facing for criminal charges, facing 700 years in prison over almost nothing. I mean – They're understanding it in that regard, understanding the the true totalitarianism that is coming down on us. But also the COVID mandates. I mean, so many videos I've seen recently, just people saying, you know, we we went easy on you the first time. But if you try to bring COVID back, it's going to be a fight. So people are waking up. So if you're a globalist, you're seeing people wake up. If you're playing this game, the like awareness bar of the citizens is getting higher and higher higher into that uh, threatening zone so you got to try to tamp that down you got to try to keep that down while simultaneously starting a war launching covid 2.0 i mean the awakening is really what scares them unity of the people against them is really what scares them that's why they have the two-party system. That's why they cause division. And the truth being exposed is really what 
terrifies them. When their entire structure is built on lies, a little bit of truth could be the spark that sets the whole thing aflame. So that's what we'll keep firing into them. We got some more videos from Tucker Carlson's interview here. I want to go to this one, clip number seven, because as a media insider, Tucker Carlson confirms what I was rambling about like two days ago. I don't know if we put it out as a segment or not, but I think it's an important lesson to learn. I was trying to think of how to express this. It's almost like the media has a a religion where the government is the church, where the intel agency are the saints and the, the cardinals and the popes, and what they say is true because they say it. And it is a sign of heresy to oppose the statements of the intel agencies and the statements of the intel agencies require no proof you take them on faith so that's basically what tucker carlson is saying here and again it's not it's not complicated or or hard to figure out literally if the intelligence agencies say it it is treated as true unquestionable in much the same way that the outcome of a court case is seen as true and unquestionable there's like, look, it's gone through the system. Everybody's both sides made their argument. This is what the judgment was. That is the judgment. That is truth from now on. Right? These people will look you in the eye with a straight face and tell you O.J. Simpson is innocent because that was the outcome of the trial. So that's what they have to adhere to. They do the same thing with intel agencies. Now, I've actually talked. I've talked too long to show you that clip because he says at the very end of the clip. So we'll go to another clip here. We'll go to that clip in the next segment. But first, here's Tucker Carlson. Well, as the... Um, <clears throat> InfoWars article notes, media didn't care that Obama was having gay sex and smoking crack. Here's Tucker Carlson calling Obama a gay crackhead. Let's watch. You know, everybody I knew, the world I lived in, in Northwest D.C., like everyone works either directly for the government or is a, a parasite on government effectively, including people I love and know really well. And the media is too, by the way. I mean, the media is reporting on government, but it's also dependent on government, You know, in 2008, it became really clear that Barack Obama had been having sex with men and smoking crack. And a guy came forward, Larry Sinclair, and said, I'll sign an affidavit. And he did. I'll take a lie detector. And he did. I smoked crack with Barack Obama and had sex with him. Well, that was obviously true. Nobody reported it, not because they were squeamish about sex or drugs, but because the Obama campaign said anyone who reports on this gets no access to the Obama campaign. And so they didn't report on it. So that happens. That's just one small example. But that happens all the time with lots of different issues. Now, and do you, do you believe that transpired or do you believe the guy is legitimate or both? Oh, the Larry Sinclair story. Oh, that definitely happened. Oh, for sure. I mean, I've talked to Larry Sinclair about it. And oh, definitely it happened. I mean, if you Larry Sinclair has been in and out of prison During one period, I mean, you know, 40 years ago, he was in and out of prison. He's got a criminal record by definition. He's, you know, poor. Uh, He's got a disordered life. He's missing a tooth. Like, he's not, you know, an Atlantic fellow. Um, He's not going to the Aspen Ideas Festival. I think he has a record of deception. Obviously, he does. But this story, if you listen to it in detail, is clearly true. I mean, there's just... I'm going to do an interview with him and you can hear it. And again, it's not going to change the world that Barack Obama likes dudes. 
I think this was well known. Barack Obama said so himself in a letter to his girlfriend. And by the way, that's kind of Barack Obama's business. I'm not attacking him for for liking dudes. I'm just saying the amount of lying in the media about it was unbelievable. Like people knew this was true and it was quite obviously true at the time. And people who covered the campaign didn't say anything about it because they didn't want to lose access to the campaign. Because they didn't want to lose access to the campaign. And do you remember the leaked video from Project Veritas about the woman complaining about the fact that she had had the story of Jeffrey Epstein before anybody else? Why did ABC scuttle that story? Well, because they didn't want to lose access to the royal family. But this is one of those things where they don't want to report on it and they need the excuse not to. They could still report on it. They could report on it and demand access. And if they aren't given access, that in itself becomes a story. Like, it's not a good look for a campaign. But look, they reported this story and then you cut them off. They actually have to give you access to try to defeat your story. So this is the game that they play. Oh, well, we can't report on that or else we'll lose access to Barack Obama and the redheaded prince. Separately, we got some really, 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 good news. Because it's a great product you love, and people want it, and it funds our operation at 360 Win. Bodies, ultimate turmeric formula, the strongest you're going to find anywhere. Jam-packed, a big old giant bottle of stuff that destroys inflammation, that empowers your neurological system, you name it. I mean, it's just so amazing. God gave it to us, and it's the strongest humanoid out there. Other leading brands are like 70% humanoid. Uh, most brands are 5% humidin. And, and, and that still does a great thing for you. This is the strongest anybody makes. 95% curcuminoid. I am so glad this is back. I have been out of this myself for months. We've been sold out of this for almost seven months. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. Back in stock, 25% off. Infowarsstore.com or 888-253-3139. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you, no matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you, and that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me. Not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person. Because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you to always remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. This is the information war, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll show you how information is being deployed, but it is important to understand. Globalists understand, the people in power understand the importance of inf- information. They understand that it's through control and selective dissemination of information. They can wield power.
without having to resort to force. It's a, uh, a little secret that they've known for quite a long time. So I want to go again to this final clip from Tucker Carlson, where he talks about the intelligence agencies having control over the mainstream media, as if it wasn't obvious already. And I'll say again that I think we've reached critical mass in this country of, I don't know what you'd want to call them. Some of them are totalitarians. The other ones are bootlickers. Some of them are genuinely good people being tricked. Other ones are devious tricksters, tricking the good people. There's not even one real word. I mean, I guess globalist is the, is the term you could use. Evil is the other. Maybe evil is just the, the good blanket term. Once you reach a critical mass of evil, unsavory, uh, un- unqualified, like whether they're incompetent or competently evil, like whatever it is, we've reached enough saturation in this society that conspiracy is no longer necessary. The intelligence agencies don't necessarily need, although they actually do have people who are agents trained in the intelligence agencies like trained at Langley and then sent in guise as a as a journalist as a producer to actually be embedded in the newsrooms if you just have the people in the newsrooms who understand implicitly that you do not question the dictates of the deep state whatever comes out of the official channels of the intelligence community is to be treated as absolute gospel truth unquestionable like you don't need a person embedded in the newsroom to make sure that happens if you have your civilians so well-heeled and well-trained that they carry out your schemes just as a matter of course. So I think that's, that's where we've gotten to at this point. Things like Operation Mockingbird aren't even really necessary anymore because you have an entire system that's built like a filtration system to weed out people who are good people who ask questions people who are willing to put the truth above what benefits them like you don't even make it to the you don't make it anywhere near the top if you have any of the qualities that would make you a danger to the deep state globalist paradigm you're weeded out way way early on And so if you've ever make it to the point where you're anchoring a show on CNN or acting as a head producer for ABC or whatever these things are, by the point that you get there, you've proven that you are willing to go along with the psychopaths, that you're willing to serve the machine at the expense of your fellow human beings. That's a very dangerous situation for a, a society to be in. So here's Tucker Carlson explaining how that works. Clip number seven. What's your take on a, a wolf blitzer type? Because <laughs> whenever I, just, I, mean, I, you know, take a close look at his history. Actually, I, I'm always uh, like, why would he do this? Why would he say a bunch of stuff he doesn't believe or he must know is untrue? Like what? He sat there as this sort of elder statesman of news and just sort of lied right through through COVID and, and many other subjects. Why would he do that? Why would he do it to his legacy? Um, you know, I worked with Wolf for years, never had a problem with him. Um, it was always nice. Uh, 
you know, the, no one wants to hear it, and I'm sure most people won't believe it, but I can tell you, having lived it for many years, it's true. Uh, the intel agencies have a big effect on what is broadcast on television and what you see on Facebook and Google as well. I mean, they're all up and down Facebook and Google, as I'm sure you know. And, um, you know, there are a lot of anchors who, including people I know well and have worked with at different networks, I'm thinking of one in particular, a national security reporter, who was just a mouthpiece for the Pentagon and the CIA and is knowingly telling lies on their behalf. That's very, very common, very common. And I can think of a number of people at CNN who I know for a fact are doing that exact thing. And so, I mean, they're reading government propaganda from the intel agencies knowingly. And I'm sure they've got some internal rationale that allows them to get up in the morning and face themselves despite having done something that dishonest. But I'm just telling you, bottom line, I know that is a, that is true. I'm not speculating at all. Um, and in particular on the national security stuff, there are very well-known national security reporters. And I'm thinking of one female national security reporter in particular, who just reads lies from the national security state. And it's wildly frustrating. And it would just make me mad. I mean, even if I don't agree with the lies, okay, but even if I did agree with the lies, I would be offended because they're lies. They're lies. Like when, you know, when CIA and the Pentagon were claiming that Bashar al-Assad used poison gas against his own people, okay, there was, there was no evidence that was true. I mean, maybe it was true. There was no evidence it was true. None. Zero. And I called them out, and they could not provide any evidence. And yet every national security—and it was a big deal. I mean, we killed a lot of people in response. We sent in missiles and killed a lot of people. We took human life in response to that claim. And it was, as far as I can tell, a lie. And every national security reporter, every channel repeated it uncritically. The Biden administration blew up Nord Stream and, you know, created the largest act of industrial sabotage in history, the largest man-made CO2 emission in history in environmental crime. This is a huge deal this happened. And every national security reporter just looked right in the camera and said, well, we think Russia did it. Well, they knew Russia didn't do it. That's a lie. And they knew it was a lie. So I, I just think, and again, I'm not speculating. I spent my life in this business, so I've seen it. People underestimate the degree to which the people sitting on the news, possibly even Wolf Blitzer, are are repeating talking points from the intel agencies and doing it on purpose. It's scary, man. Really scary. Well, it's uh, it's how it works in totalitarian countries. You know, maybe I should maybe I should just be thankful. Maybe I should just be thankful because Tucker Carlson clearly he's taking a lot of heat. He's doing a lot of great stuff. I just find myself day in and day out just unsatisfied with everybody, <laughs> with everybody. Like right there. It's a great point. Doug Carlson was making great points. Why is he being so opaque about who he's talking about? I think of one woman in particular, national security correspondent. What's her name, Tucker? This is what I don't get. This is what sets InfoWars apart from everywhere else. Do you think we'd sit here? And hint vaguely at somebody we know in the media that does this. I want to ask Tucker Carlson, this, this woman that you're talking about that just tells bold-faced lies to the camera on behalf of the intelligence agencies. Do you owe her something? Did she do something for you as your life has been destroyed? 
by the machinations at Fox News as they've smeared you across every major media platform. Do you owe anything to this woman? She helped you? If not, what's her name? Just say who she is. This is what I don't understand. Again, this is what sets... Yeah, but if if she gets outed, right, if he names her name, then she will probably no longer be a conduit for intelligence, and then they'll replace her with someone else who he doesn't know. I guess, but is that better than her being out there doing this? Eh, Knowledge is power. You know, at least he knows who to trust. He does, but we don't. That's the thing. I just, I just don't get it. And like, even there, it seems like he was sort of vaguely hinting at the fact that Wolf Blitzer is like a CIA asset. Why not just say that? Why not just say that? And I mean, it, it really is incredible the power the, the intelligence agencies have. And we've explained here before many, many times the Eagle 2 document, like the intelligence agencies are not American. They are international in nature. They do not take their orders from the you know, chain of command that you might see in some civics lesson about the structure of the American government. They are independent operators using America as a home base for their own exploits. And the media plays a a crucial role in this. And so the media will play a crucial role in breaking us out of this. I hope that you can support InfoWars in our mission to illuminate the -the behind-the-scenes masters of the world that are driving us towards enslavement, war, and chaos. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now to support us in this mission. We'll be back in the third hour with Roger Stone, a lot more videos and a lot more stories, bombshell stories today, folks. Go to InfoWarsStore.com. All of your purchases there go directly towards funding this singular outlet for truth and, uh, I guess, bravery in the media landscape. InfoWarsStore.com. Go there today. Omega-3 fatty acids are needed for optimal strength, and they can only be obtained through diet. They can be found in grass-fed beef, which is why the ruling class is trying to ban it. And they can be found in fish, which are arguably the best source of omega-3s. But the problem today is finding fish without a high mercury content. Your best option is our ultimate fish oil and ultimate krill oil at InfoWarsStore.com. Omega-3 fatty acids are essential for both our neurological and cardiovascular systems, our brain and our heart. They improve mood, mental clarity, and immune function. Get your essential omega-3 fatty acids from the best sources available, ultimate fish oil and ultimate krill oil. Get some today at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, folks, welcome back. Second hour of American Journal is on. How's this for a headline for you? This is from yesterday from The Guardian. Donald Trump vows to lock up political enemies if he returns to the White House. That's right, folks. This is terrifying. They're very scared of this. Can you imagine a president using his power to prosecute his political enemies they're outraged at this potential non-existent eventuality when it comes to donald trump when it's happening to donald trump as we speak i don't think i need to elaborate on how ridiculous this is but just to illustrate it for you here's a little compilation by grabion 
Grabian, uh, showing that they understood just how dangerous this was when it was Trump here. Now that he's got the right attorney general in position to do it, we now know they really have been trying to gin up criminal prosecutions and criminal investigations into the president's perceived enemies. Politically motivated persecution, right? Courtesy of Bill Barr. I'll, I'll roll in the FBI on you. That's how banana republics work, right? The home of the 45th president of the United States has been raided by the FBI. Mr. Trump is using the Justice Department to go after his perceived enemies. I feel worried about the prospect of the Justice Department being used as a tool of this president or any. In our little banana republic, any capable prosecutor can get a grand jury to hand down an indictment of something as innocent as a ham sandwich. Today, an indictment was unsealed. Charging Donald J. Trump. Breaking news on former President Trump. He's been indicted for the fourth time in five months. Bill Barr, on the president's behalf, is weaponizing the Justice Department to go after the president's enemies. When you win an election, you don't seek to just prosecute the losing side. The president using the Justice Department as a weapon to get what he wants. Department of Justice is totally politicized. Sticking the Department of Justice on political opponents. Threatening to imprison his political rival, Banana Republic style. Trying to exact revenge against all of his enemies tin pot dictator in a banana republic is acting more like a banana republic dictator he's using government resources to go after his political opponent um, essentially we are a banana republic that we are we are um, seeking to have a bogus and criminal investigation into a political opponent and that's using the department of justice to also target trump's political opponent for nefarious reasons this is a massive abuse of power and a betrayal of our values. The President of the United States is targeting a family member of a political opponent. This is the type of thing that happens in a banana republic. And trying to take out a political rival in Joe Biden. Criminally investigating an American political rival, someone the president is worried about losing to in the next election. Uh, to investigate uh, my principal opponent or a principal opponent uh, in the upcoming election. Houston, we have a problem. Don't you think that's something that should be investigated when the incumbent political party opens a counterintelligence investigation on the candidate of the opposing party. We know Trump is itching to politicize the Justice Department and the Attorney General has been super shady. The president is weaponizing the Department of Justice to bring cases against his enemies. The Department of Justice is in an existential crisis. Again, it's yet another example of the Justice Department basically losing all of its independence in this administration. This is now about corrupting the next election and for me this was crossing the red line. The president who is actively trying to potentially steal the upcoming election. But to try to take out a political rival. The end goal being 2020. Donald Trump and his attorney general are using the Justice Department. The only difference between this and a banana republic is that Trump does not eat fruit. The 2020 election is really the last chance we have to stop our system from fully sliding into a corrupt banana republic. Bill Barr has done everything that Donald Trump has wanted him to do. Yeah. We're living in a banana republic right now. When you start using the Justice Department to go after your enemies, uh, that's, that's very, very dangerous. Donald Trump is using the Department of Justice to go after after his enemies in any way that he can. Having the head of the See, here's the, uh, here's the important uh, distinction between what they were talking about and what we're talking about now. Donald Trump was not actually doing that. Joe Biden actually is, right? So this isn't a matter of, well, when we do it, it's okay. When they do it, no, we aren't doing it. But they were freaking out and saying that we're in a banana republic. Now that Joe Biden is doing that and is prosecuting his 
political opponents with a weaponized DOJ, they're all on board and in favor of it. It's a little bit different. We'll be back in the second hour of American Journal. Don't go anywhere. Taking a record of the hearts and minds of the American people, it's the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Second hour is on here at American Journal, InfoWars.com, Band.Video. Very glad to have you here with us on this Thursday morning. We'll be joined by Roger Stone later in this hour, and before we welcome him, we'll show you show you a little hit piece on MSNBC, where they are still trying to blame Roger Stone for January 6th. And we'll give him a chance to uh, respond to that. So good day to have Roger on since they chose today or yesterday to roll out this hit piece, this newest canard. Very excited to talk to him. In the meantime, we have a lot of other uh, political stuff to talk about here. I think I want to go to one more clip. This is Don Bongino, clip number one. But again, just, just returning for a moment to this uh, Guardian story. Like, it's kind of troubling. It's like troubling... How much of a, of a cult these people are in. Donald Trump vows to lock up political enemies if he returns to White House. And they're, they're outraged at this. Talking about what a, what a horrible thing that he is currently being persecuted by his political enemies who are trying to lock him up. That's why like at a certain point, you know. I just got to wonder what's going on in people's minds. Like when they read this, I guarantee you the majority of people that read this are just like, Donald Trump, this is why he can't be in office because he would lock up. It's like, I don't know, man. If you can't see the hypocrisy, if you can't see what's going on here, and it reminds me of things like the vaccine passport where it's like, you know, your first instinct is probably the right one. That fear-mongering that we just witnessed, the first five minutes of this show, we showed the or this uh, hour, we showed the compilation of all these people really scared about us being a banana republic. I mean, they truly understand how horrifying it is to imagine a, a place like America, a republic, a place that values freedom, coming under the control of an administration that uses the Department of Justice to go after its political enemies, turning itself into a tin-pot dictatorship banana republic, they understood what a big deal this was when it wasn't happening, right? When it wasn't actually happening, they were freaking out about it, fear-mongering about it, telling you what a big deal it is. Now that it is actually happening, they're in favor of it, and they're telling you what a good thing it is that it's happening. Like if, if you can't see through this on your own – I'm not sure there's anything I can say that can help you. So the article again, Donald Trump vows to lock up political enemies if he returns to White House. Hillary Clinton says she feels, feels a profound sadness over Trump's many indictments. Under four indictments, he faces 91 criminal charges related to election subversion, retention of classified information, hush money payments to an adult film star. He denies wrongdoing and claims to be the victim of political persecution. Trials are scheduled next year again it wasn't hard for them to understand what political persecution looked like 
when it was the specter of Trump potentially doing it at some point, oh, they were very worried. Now that it's here, it's a good thing. Yeah, and it reminds me of vaccine passports. When we first said early of uh, 2020, vaccine passports were the ultimate goal of the COVID lockdowns. People freaked out and were just like, what? That would be insane. There's no way. That's crazy. What a violation of human rights that would be. Give them a a year to soften up and suddenly they're scanning their QR code happily. So the instinct here is the right one. Somehow they divorce themselves from that natural instinct when it benefits them. Do they genuinely believe the things they're saying or is it all a show? Does it even matter? These people are scum and they are destroying the country. And again, I just cannot emphasize enough how bizarre it is to have the same people, the same media pundits talk about something that's not happening. Donald Trump using the DOJ to go after his political opponent, something that did not happen, calling it a banana republic, crying crocodile tears, saying how scared they were this was happening when it wasn't happening. And when it is happening, like, again, it's not just like, well, you were in favor when it was Trump, but now you're mad that it's Biden. No, we've been consistent on this. These people flip-flop to a greater than 180 degree. I mean, it's a, it's a flip-flop, you know, total inversion reversal, but to even a greater degree because it's not they're doing something and we like it. The other people are doing something. We don't like it. I think you get it. I think you understand. Here's Don Bongino talking about just one of the plethora, the smorgasbord, the huge selection of indictments that Trump is facing. I'm talking about uh, Judge Chutkin and Jack Smith completely violating every restriction of law and morality to try to get Donald Trump. Here's Don Bongino. They've got to get the D.C. trial first before anything. Trump stands a damn good chance in Florida and the Georgia case and the New York cases are a total joke. If they lose, they'll win on appeal. The D.C. case, which is a farce, is their greatest chance of conviction. Dan, you're saying opposite things. You're saying a D.C. case against Trump is a farce, but they stand a good chance of conviction. Yes, they've got a judge who's not a judge. She's a liberal activist in Chutkin. They've got a prosecutor who's just a straight-up communist in Jack Smith, and they've got a jury pool of 95% of people who hate Trump. They could, they could accuse him of felonious mopery in the umpteenth degree, and they get a conviction. So because of that, Chutkin needs to push this trial first to push all the other trials back so that Trump has to run as a, quote, convicted felon. They will do anything to get this guy on trial. So they announced the timeline. The trial's going to start March 4th of this year, this coming year. Now, here's the crazy thing. That's only five months between indictment and the trial. This is actually from the court filing. So somebody asked in the court, hey, listen, Has there ever been another case this big in this district where you indicted a guy and the trial was only five months later with almost no time to prepare? Let me read to you from the court filing. This is from the this is from the prosecutor themselves. And the government hasn't identified any cases in this district where the length of time between indictment and trial was roughly five months. Hat tip Julie Kelly on this, by the way. Although they did point to the Manafort case in Virginia, which went to trial roughly five months after the superseding indictment. There has never been a case ever 
that has been pushed from indictment to trial five months. But let's start now with only one of the most important cases in American political history. Let's just set precedent now. Judge Chutkin is a freaking embarrassment. And Jack Smith is a straight up commie. Folks, this is going to get worse. Chutkin's like, ah, F discovery. You guys will figure it out. Well, but Judge, we have to go through 12 million pieces of paper. Don't worry. The prosecutor will tell you what's important. Oh, okay. That sounds legit. Thanks, Judge. Gee said it right. It's a good point. Gee said, just so you know, I got to get you guys mics in a new studio because it's a good point. How can people not see this? I'll answer it for you. People do see it. The left does see it. They love it. This is what they want. When your entire governing ethos is about abusing power as a collectivist, this is what abusing power looks like. They do see it. They do see it. They know exactly what they're doing. And I think that's sort of the best point. And I think that sort of solves what I'm, what I'm dealing with here, where it's like, that's what I'm wondering. Like, how do people not see this? You were so freaked out about Donald Trump potentially doing this, but now that's actually happening. You can't see it. But this is the thing, and this is what we talk about, the sort of cult programming and the extremist programming that's going on, the idea that's embedded in people's heads that Trump is Hitler. You're stopping genocide by doing whatever it takes to stop Trump. So why shouldn't I break the law? It's sort of a form of that where it's like – They have convinced themselves that Donald Trump is an existential threat, that him being in charge makes the country a banana republic. So, you know, they're in this mindset. It's all it's like, well, why shouldn't I cheat? They're cheating. The opponents are cheating. So why shouldn't I cheat? Except the opponents aren't cheating. But if you believe that they are, then that gives you the excuse to cheat yourself. And in your mind, you're like, I'm just leveling the playing field. They're going to do it. We're going to do it. But we're not doing it. They are. Maybe they can't see that. Maybe they don't care. Maybe it's just a ruthless desire for power at all costs, and the dishonesty just comes part and parcel with that. And more on the other side. It doesn't stop. InfoWars is a one-of-a-kind operation, and so please go to InfoWars store and just make a donation. And you can make it one-time or recurring. You have a little profile there. Cancel any time. Every 15 days, every month, every three months, every six months, up to nine months, you can go in and every month or every week, whenever you want, you program it. You just click it, and then you decide when you want to make a donation. So please do that as well. That way we get 95% of it after credit card fees that are making 20, 30, 40% like we do on the products. But these really are amazing products. The big July 4th sale is going on right now. This is such a critical platform in the fight against the New World Order. The enemy's out in the open. We're vindicated. People are listening more than ever. But in this major recession going into depression and with supply chain breakdowns, I know it's hard. I know times are tough. So thank you for your support. But whatever you do, pray for the broadcast and share the articles and the videos that you can do for free. And that's just as important as keeping us on air. So however God leads you in your heart to support us, please support us now. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. God bless you. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda at the New York Times, other major newspapers. That the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding, is our normal, 
biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. In this segment, we will play a clip from MSNBC, a hit piece on Roger Stone. Not the type of thing we would normally play, but we are going to be welcoming Roger Stone in the next segment. First, we'll set him up, and then we'll let Roger knock him down. So we'll go to that in just a minute. In the meantime, I want to do two things. I want to finish up a conversation about political persecution, especially when it comes to Donald Trump. Now I want to talk a little bit about uh, Blue Zones, something that is getting a lot of attention right now, but not being reported accurately, and we'll try to correct that. So again, Donald Trump vows to block up political enemies if he returns to the White House, which – is exactly right, and as this next story notes, mutually assured destruction is the only solution for political lawfare. You know, the reason that these type of overreaches oppose me times because it sets a precedent. But it doesn't create it doesn't actually set a precedent if the other side doesn't adhere to that precedent. In other words, now that they have unleashed political lawfare, that has to be the name of the game. Nobody wants it. We all understand what a damaging tit-for-tat back and forth this can create. But the other option is just losing completely to it. It's a story by uh, Steve Friend at Uncover DC. uh, Lays it out quite thoroughly, sort of relating it to the Cold War. And the reason nuclear missiles were never launched is because each side knew that if they did, the other side would launch theirs, and that would be that. So that's the way that we need to be with Democrats. Like You've launched the lawfare, and it's not even speculation at this point. They've done it. They have forged these weapons. So now it's up to us whether we simply stand there and go, uh, you shouldn't have forged those weapons while they cut us down with the weapons that they forged, or we can seize those weapons and use them against the people that forged them and make them regret ever forging them in the first place. That's where we are. That's the choice we have to make. There's only one choice to make. It is to engage in this battle, not run away from it. So they can cry all they want. They have set the precedent. Now it's time for us to exploit that. They have made their bed. Now it's time to screw them in it. See what I'm saying? I think that should be obvious, but there it is. Conservativebrief.com has this story. Legal experts rip Jack Smith for Trump January 6th charge saying he's uh, bulldozing the First Amendment. And again, we'll get Roger Stone's comments on all of this once he joins us in the next segment. In the meantime, there's a story from CBS talking about a new Netflix series. Want to live to 100? Blue Zones expert shares longevity lessons in new Netflix series. So there's four places that they've chosen to highlight where people routinely live to 100 beyond. They're called Blue Zones, and they are places where, again, people's health outcomes are just significantly better than anywhere else in the world. The four areas are Okinawa, Japan, Sardinia, Italy, Ikaria, Greece, Nicoya, uh, Costa Rica, and Loma Linda, California. Interestingly, none of the blue zones attribute their long life and longevity to bizarre, creepy medical interventions. 
right? I guess to, to live a long time, you've got two options. You can go the Silicon Valley route of filling yourself up with plastic and consuming children's blood and rubbing liquefied foreskins on your face. Or you can just live healthily, and here's the secret, religiously. That's the real secret behind Blue Zones that they don't like to highlight. They talk about vegetarianism. They talk about avoiding meat. They talk about exercise. What they don't talk about is the fact that almost all of these places have uh, religious diets where they fast for certain amounts of time and do other stuff like that. I want to talk about this more, but I got to go to this uh, video. Uh, here is MSNBC talking trash about Roger Stone. He'll be on in the next segment to respond. But first, here's MSNBC's lies. Let's watch. Roger Stone quite close to two interference plots in the last two elections in a row, 2020 and 2016. Now we're in these 2020 trials going forward. So an important point here is how all of this is kind of Roger Stone's thing. Those two elections came after Stone inserted himself into what was America's most notorious contested election in the recent era before 2020. That would be the 2000 recount and Supreme Court case. Roger Stone declared that he was the one who helped hatch this key pressure effort that some may have forgotten, but boy, did it matter. It was one thing that may have helped Republicans bounce back in Florida in that pivotal time. It's the so-called Brooks Brothers Riot, which used spectacle and intimidation to try to stop part of the vote counting, which otherwise was supposed to continue under law. A crowd of people going in there, storming that room, trying to take it over and forcing that board to change its rules. It was an orchestrated Republican protest. It became known as the famous Brooks Brothers riot. The idea that you would take pride in being an operative who stopped an election reveals that for the Republicans, elections are nothing more than a dirty trick to hold on to power. One man's dirty trick is another man's civic participation. There you have it. History can enlighten the present. So can biography. This is Stone's biography. Those dirty tricks came back with a vengeance in 2020. I bet you know the playbook. Use a hyped pretense of alleged misconduct or fraud on the other side as a measure to then just try to steal the race. Now, in 2000, it was a legitimately close race. It ended with GOP victory in court. But some Republicans began to see that as a kind of a battle plan to reboot, regardless of the facts. It was Stone on tape pining for a repeat of 2000 before the 2020 vote even came in. I really expected 2000-like result with a long, drawn-out squabble over who won. But what did he mean? Investigators may want to know, though Stone pled the fifth, the January 6th committee still managed to show how, again, these two men's strange history, Trump and Stone, intersected again on the eve of this insurrection as a now indicted Trump aide. I want you to really take in this next piece of evidence. The now indicted Trump aide Meadows was calling Stone on January 5th at Trump's direction. Is it your understanding that President Trump asked Mark Meadows to speak with Roger Stone and General Flynn on January 5th? 
That's correct. That is my understanding. And Ms. Hutchinson, is it your understanding that Mr. Meadows called Mr. Stone on the 5th? I'm under the impression that Mr. Meadows did complete both a call to Mr. Stone. Completed the call to Stone. So take this together. Stone is a convicted Trump advisor known for his dirty tricks. Stone was spending those same early January days in direct contact with now convicted seditionists, the Oath Keepers. There's footage of that on the day of January 6th. And Stone spent that post-election period with another convicted seditionist, Proud Boys leader Enrico Tario. You're looking at video of them together in mid-December 2020 in the lead-up to what became the later steps towards the January 6th activities. So, of all the possible things on then-outgoing President Trump's mind on the eve of his last stand on January 6th, what was he doing? Trump was personally directing calls to felon Roger Stone. Separately, we got some really, 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 really good news. Because it's a great product you love, and people want it, and it funds our operation at 360 Win. Bodies, ultimate turmeric formula, the strongest you're going to find anywhere. Jam-packed, a big old giant bottle of stuff that destroys inflammation, that empowers your neurological system, you name it. I mean, it's just so amazing. God gave it to us, and it's the strongest humanoid out there. Other leading brands are like 70% humanoid. Uh, most brands are 5% humidin, and, and, and that still does a great thing for you. This is the strongest anybody makes, 95% humanoid. I am so glad this is back. I have been out of this myself for months. We've been sold out of this for almost seven months. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. Back in stock, 25% off. Infowarsstore.com or 888-253-3139. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I have to apologize to you for showing you four uninterrupted minutes of MSNBC on this uh, platform. We wouldn't usually do such a thing to you. We wouldn't, we wouldn't inflict that on our audience, but we had to because, as I said before, we had to set it up so Roger Stone can knock him down. Roger Stone joins me now. He is, of course, a seasoned political operative, speaker, pundit, and New York Times bestselling author. As a veteran of 10 national presidential campaigns, Roger has served as senior campaign aides to uh, Presidents Nixon, Reagan, and Trump. His show, The Stone Zone Live with Roger Stone, streams live Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern on Rumble and StoneZone.live. You can follow him on Twitter at Roger J. Stone Jr., Roger uh, J. Stone Jr., and the website again, StoneZone.com. Welcome to the show, Roger. Uh, Harrison, I'm going to be honest with you. I just tuned in to see what kind of necktie you would be wearing. I, 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 Chose it very carefully for you. I see you're wearing a T-shirt. I'm I'm not offended at all. It's an Infowars T-shirt, the height of fashion. Uh, this is my of all the Infowars T-shirts. This is the one that triggers liberals the most. Go to the drugstore. Go to the grocery store. Go to the liquor store. 
uh, this T-shirt drives liberals crazy. They start growling, and uh, it's really it's really something else. So they start <laughs> foaming at the mouth, and and uh, liberals will start foaming at the mouth, and uh, conservatives will give you the sly thumbs up because uh, they know what the deal is. But uh, Roger, we just heard Ari Melber lay out. A very thin case, somehow taking footage from 2000, trying to tie you to January 6th. Just what is your response to the new hit piece out of MSNBC? Yeah, this is, uh, I mean, Ari Melber, who I think is demented, actually deranged, has some weird obsession with me. They attacked me three different nights last week, again, last night. Uh, And he knows that everything he is saying is a lie. First of all, he knows that Alex Jones and I were both cleared by the FBI of having anything whatsoever to do with the illegal acts at the Capitol uh, on uh, January 6th, way back in August of 2021, as reported uh, by Reuters. He knows that Joshua James, who pled guilty uh, to insurrection, testified under oath in the New York administrative trial uh, of New York City police officer Salvatore Greco, that I had nothing whatsoever to do with any of the Oath Keepers' activities on January 6th, neither advanced knowledge nor involvement. Uh, he knows that, according to the Washington Post, which confirmed with three separate sources, that I was never in any war room at the Willard Hotel, uh, and that I was completely uninvolved in the efforts by Mayor Giuliani and a bunch of other people I don't even know uh, to delay the certification of the election uh, of the Electoral College in the U.S. Senate. He knows I have nothing whatsoever to do uh, with the efforts to challenge the election result in Georgia. Uh, And I don't know, other than Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani, I don't think I know, I guess maybe Sidney Powell, I don't know any of those people, but I was not even in touch with them in that period. He knows all of this. So this is a this is a technique where you pound on something in the hopes that some prosecutor somewhere will begin to believe that it's true. It's exactly what happened in the Russian collusion hoax. Uh, we learned only after I was pardoned by President Trump uh, when on November 2nd, pardon me, November 3rd, 2020, by court order, uh, the Department of Justice was forced to disgorge the last remaining hidden redacted section of Robert Mueller's report in which he admitted that he had actually found no evidence of Russian collusion or WikiLeaks collaboration or any other crime on my part. So if I lied to Congress about Russian collusion that never actually happened, how exactly does that work? What would be my motive to lie? I had nothing to cover up because there was nothing to cover up. Uh, This is bitterness Uh, because I escaped the deadly snare set for me by Robert Mueller and Rod Rosenstein uh, in the in the Russian collusion hoax. Uh, I escaped uh, nearly escaped death in a dank Georgia prison. Uh, And the radical left is very, very bitter about it, Harrison. This is a pack of lies. This is a fake news salad, uh, but they just won't stop. And I must tell you, The death threats against me and members of my family up by 50 percent, the ugly scenes in public uh, up substantially, all generated by the haters at MSNBC. They know I can't sue them because I'm a public figure. Uh, 
MSNBC host questions why Roger Stone hasn't been charged despite role in 2020 plot. Very simple, because Roger Stone did nothing wrong. Roger has no involvement in any 2020 plot. And as for the video, he's absolutely right. I did say on a video that under Article 2 of the U.S. Constitution, the state legislatures have the authority to award electors and send them to the Electoral College based on the popular results of the local election. No, Ari, we do not elect the president by popular vote. Everyone knows that, evidently everybody other than him. So uh, it, it's, uh, it's guilt by association, mostly. Stone is a good friend of the president. Stone came in contact with members of the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys, therefore. Therefore, nothing. Proof, evidence, there is not a witness, a phone call, a text message, a chat group, an encrypted message. There is no evidence whatsoever that I knew in advance about, participated in, or condoned any illegal activity on January 2nd, nor was I involved in the efforts, other than speaking about them, to delay the certification of the Electoral College by the U.S. Senate or, in, or, or to challenge the results in any state. Those are the facts. There they are. And, you know, it, it's it's sort of tough for me. Half of me wants to laugh at this because it's so absurd. It's so cartoonish. But then this isn't a joke. It's it's very real. As you're pointing out, like people hear this, they believe it, they get bamboozled by it into thinking that you somehow have anything to do with this. This affects your life. And as you point out, there is a pipeline, isn't there, between the media and prosecution. They can set up narratives almost as a messaging to prosecutors out there saying, here's how you can lay out your case. Now go after him. So, I mean, just tell us about, you know, how uh, what your life has been like having to go through this time and time again, because it's not a joke. It's not funny. It's actually got to be horrible to have to continually fight these people off. It, it really has turned our life upside down. But for my faith in Jesus Christ and my fervent prayer, I don't think President Trump would have had the courage uh, and the strength to pardon me in an election year. And by now, in all honesty, I would most likely be dead since I was at the time 68 years old and a lifetime a sufferer of asthma. Putting me in a COVID-19 infested prison was a sure way to get rid of me. Uh, but I escaped that snare through my faith. Uh, and now it is my faith that sustains me. My wife and I have lost everything, to be absolutely clear, our home, my car, my savings, most of my insurance, my ability to travel freely and safety. You, you lose all of these things. I still have my free speech rights and my faith in God, and I intend to fully exercise both of them. And no, I will not shut up. Sorry. Yeah, nor and nor should you. And of of course, I think you're exactly right about how they intended to do you in, I, I guess you could say. Uh, but talk a little bit about about this pipeline between the media and, and prosecutors and, and how this tactic is being used. So what happens here is that uh, a media outlet like MSNBC, which is not really a media outlet, it's a propaganda front, repeats a lie over and over again until it reaches critical mass on Twitter. Once it reaches critical mass on Twitter, now known as X, all these leftists believe it, including some who are in government. Uh, and then they go out and they basically fabricate crimes against you or they they storm your home and grab your computer and your phone in hopes that they're going to find evidence of what is not really there. That's exactly how it works. It's how it worked last time. It's how they're hoping it will work this time. But they are wrong. And I think that's sort of the central question that we've been asking all throughout today is like, do, are these people being tricked? Are they are they 
Do they really think what they're doing is saving the republic or are they – and they're just dumb or are they this dishonest and manipulative and just outright evil? And at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter, does it, Roger, because the outcome is the same. It's persecution uh, against people like yourself, Donald Trump, Alex Jones, all of us on the right. It really doesn't matter what the, uh, what the reality is in the minds of our persecutors because the persecution is real. We'll be back on the other side with Roger Stone. Follow him on Twitter at Roger J. Stone, J-R. We'll be right back with more. Don't go anywhere. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalist at point blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. I didn't realize this was back this week. I thought it was next week. I come in this morning. It's back in the warehouse, ready to roll. Body's ultimate turmeric formula. And the first thing I did was pop one of these bad boys. Overhead shot, please. Look how full this bottle is. Right to the top, folks. Right to the top with these 95% curcuminoids. Again, most turmeric formulas are 5%, some are maybe 10. The other strongest brands are 75%. This is 95%. Super constant. So like taking one pill is like taking 10 of the average pill. It's that powerful. Or more. So they're available at InfoWarsStore.com. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. Sold out for almost eight months. Back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. Or triple eight two five three three one three nine. You're listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. Roger Stone is my guest. He hosts the Stone Zone Live with Roger Stone each and every weekday at 5 p.m. Eastern on Rumble and StoneZone.Live. You can follow him on Twitter at Roger J. Stone Jr., Roger J. Stone Jr., that is. And the website, again, StoneZone.com, where you can find all of his books and all of his great work. And, of course, where he streams the Stone Zone Live with Roger Stone uh, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. Well, you weren't in contact with uh, Donald Trump in the lead up to January 6th, as you've made uh, abundantly clear, despite the lies of the mainstream media. But I understand that you are in contact with him these days. How is Trump doing, Roger? And uh, have you heard any word from him? And is how he's holding how is he holding up under these indictments? Uh, that's exactly right. Actually, I had no contact with him from December 27th uh, of 2020 until March 24th of 2021, 
when he invited my wife and I to visit him at Mar-a-Lago after my wife's successful war against stage four cancer, uh, which was very kind of him. So this idea that Stone was moving seamlessly between Trump and these extremes. The president is uh, hes really quite amazing. I traveled for four days with him about three weeks ago. We went to Iowa. We went from there to Las Vegas. We went from there to California and then back to New Jersey. Uh, his spirits are amazing. Uh, his, he's resilient. Uh, he's buoyant. Uh, he's determined. He's resolute. He's angry, but he should be angry because no former president has been treated this way. Uh, he exercised his First Amendment right to question the anomalies and irregularities in a presidential election uh, and to seek documentation of election fraud. Those are all constitutionally protected activities, uh, yet he finds himself charged with a crime. That's because he's leading in the polls. That's because he poses an existential threat to the two-party duopoly and the globalists and the neocons uh, and the one-worlders uh, who really want to extinguish the, uh, the U.S. Constitution and erase our constitutional freedoms. He stands in the way of those who seek power over our personal lives and want to reduce us to serfs. Uh, and therefore, there, there is no question that despite the fact that he's not perfect by any means, he is still our last best hope to save the nation. And I'm very encouraged by his very strong statement in which he's called them out about the next pandemic. Let's be very clear. The pandemic was real in the sense that the virus was real, but we it was developed with U.S. taxpayer dollars and weaponized in a Chinese lab. We now know that absolutely indisputably. And Dr. Anthony Fauci lied about it under oath before Congress, which is amazing because that's what they tried to send me to jail for. Even though I didn't lie, he did. But he hasn't been held responsible for that. Uh, that allowed them to rationalize the introduction of mail-in ballots. You see, the way this works is they use the voting machines to determine how many more votes they need to win. When they open the machine results, they realize they have lost. That tells them how many votes they need to manufacture in order to win. Then they dump these paper ballots in the middle of the night. Uh, you're, you're going to tell me in three major states at three o'clock in the morning, 300,000 plus paper ballots just popped up out of nowhere without explanation. And you shouldn't question that or we'll send you to jail. That's exactly where we are today. So uh, I, I'm just amazed at his energy level. Uh, I'm amazed uh, at the fact that he's gone up in the polls. This current hurricane uh, in Florida, uh, which we're feeling some of the results of, really is the, the, the death knell for the candidacy of Governor Ron DeSantis. The state insurance company is insolvent. Uh, he has hidden that fact from the people. Uh, if your home is destroyed or if you have damage to your property in this hurricane and you're with Citizens Insurance, which is the state-owned insurance company, you're not going to get paid. Uh, and if you're with one of the regular insurance carriers and you're dissatisfied with the pennies on the dollar that your insurance company offers you to replace your home or, let's say, your roof, well, under a tort reform bill signed by Governor DeSantis, you have no ability to sue them. So take it or leave it. He's done. He's finished. He's through. He'll actually never hold public office again at the end of this term as governor. He's limited by state law uh, to two terms. 
Uh, he talks a good game on America first, but he is actually the most corrupt governor in Florida history in terms of trading enormous contributions uh, for public policy. Nine and a half million dollars he took from Florida Power and Light. And then yesterday in the middle of his press briefing, Florida Power Light cut the electricity. It was really kind of ironic and fitting. You know, I, I mean, the DeSantis campaign is going to have to go down in history as one of the biggest political blunders of all time. He was set up to be the successor to Donald Trump if he had just maintained that position and supported the the, the real president of the United States, Donald Trump. Uh, Donald Trump. Then, I mean, he he would have had uh, the presidency, you know, locked down for 2028. Why he decided to go up against him is just completely insane. I mean, do you think that he is convinced by all of the charges that like? Trump will be taken out and he'll just de facto have to be the next uh, camp, you know, uh, candidate, because other than that, I don't see how this makes any sense. Uh, and, and I don't think Donald Trump's going down. But I don't want to talk about Ron. I want to talk about Donald Donald Trump. We know Ron DeSantis is a I think you're right. I think this was the death knell of him. My question is, you know, uh, go ahead. They're related subjects. Yes, I think he thought that when Donald Trump was charged, either federally or in the states, that his candidacy would collapse. Uh, and I have to admit, what has happened uh, is, you know, is counterindicated. But in truth, Donald Trump's campaign for the presidency has been turbocharged by the lawfare war against him. With every federal indictment, he goes up in the polls. With every state indictment and federal indictment, uh, his campaign coffers are filled with small and medium-sized contributions. So the basic rationale for a challenge to Donald Trump by Governor DeSantis and all the other candidates running was that he would collapse and wilt under this uh, this left wing state lawfare against him. And it has had the exact uh, uh, effect. It's, yes, it's counterintuitive, but then everything about Donald Trump is counterintuitive. Right. There are different rules for him. He is a force of nature uh, and he is he is the unstoppable force. Well, but let me ask you this. Has he learned his lesson? I mean, so many people are so frustrated at Trump. They've given up on him. You know, on our side, they go, look, we already elected him once. What did he do for us? He didn't get anything done. He was hamstrung constantly. He got rid of people like Roger Stone. He stopped talking to Alex Jones. He he was absorbed by the swamp. I mean, has he learned his lesson? And if he gets into office again, does he understand the magnitude of what he's up against? And will he have people like yourself by his side advising him rather than the Bill Bars of, of his previous administration? Well, first of all, I reject the idea that he didn't do anything. He built the most robust economy in American history, record job growth, record wage growth, the lowest levels of unemployment uh, among all Americans, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, young, old, urban, rural. He brought billions of dollars back into the country. He appointed uh, uh, hundreds of conservative judges at all levels of the federal judiciary. Uh, he gave us the justices that overturned Roe v. Wade. He rebuilt our military muscle, which had been allowed to atrophy. He kept us out of foreign wars. No, I get, the Russians no, wouldn't look, dare invade Ukraine. Look, the I, Chinese wouldn't have gone into Taiwan if Donald Trump were still in the White House. No, so, I, 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 com I, just, I, completely, I completely agree. I'm, so, I'm sort of playing devil's advocate here because I, I totally agree with everything that you're saying. People are unsatisfied, though, and they're worried that, that he, he hasn't – has he learned his lesson? Has, is he going to have good people this time because it's his, it's his cabinet that really screwed us? I think he's addressed that. I mean, I think he's made it very clear. He will wipe out the deep state. He will clean house at the intelligence agencies. He will clean house at the Justice Department. He will clean house at the Department of Homeland Security. He will seal our borders. 
I, you know, I think that that he went to Washington as a non-politician and he naively believed there were Republicans and Democrats. The Republicans were with him. The Democrats were not. He never understood that he had a fifth column within the Republican Party that was bent on his destruction from day one. You could not have any clearer statements than the ones he's made in the last six months. He knows who the bad guys are, and this time he's going to wipe them out. Now, today they attack him for saying that he's going to lock up his enemies, but the people saying this are trying to lock him and his allies up. It's it's Alinsky's rules writ large. Everything they accuse him is exactly what they are doing. And we haven't even touched on the epic corruption of the Bidens yet, which which you know, somewhere Richard Nixon is rolling in his grave, I assure you. Oh, uh, well, 100%. And, and I have faith in Donald Trump. I think he can do it. I think you're right with his recent statements. He's coming out so strong against the people that deserve it. And if not Donald Trump, then who? I mean, he really is the last hope. And people who, who doubt him, I mean, I, I'd love to see their suggestion for, for who else could do this. And Ron DeSantis, the Bush boy, is not the guy. Uh, Roger Stone, I wish we had more time. There's so much stuff we could talk about. Uh, Everybody should watch the uh, Stone Zone Live with Roger Stone Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern on Rumble at stonezone.live. Stonezone.com is the website. Roger J. Stone, Roger J. Stone Jr. on Twitter. Thanks for being with us, Roger. God bless you. I talk a lot about the great successes InfoWars has had. I don't think anybody can deny it. And it is because of listeners and viewers supporting us. When we talk about the crew at InfoWars, people behind the scenes, the researchers, the writers, they really have been the MVPs in this fight. And when you look at Harrison Smith and Owen Schroyer and the hard work they engage in every day, five, six, seven days a week, it's really just incredible. So for myself and the whole InfoWars crew, I thank you for your past support. And I want to encourage you now to realize that InfoWars cannot stay on air if you do not support us. I know you spread the word. I know you pray for us, and that's wonderful. Keep doing it. But most viewers and listeners never go to InfoWarsStore.com, and you never buy great products that enrich and empower your life, while at the same time keep us on air. I know that less than 1% of our listeners actually go buy products at InfoWarsStore.com. If just 1% more of you took action and went to InfoWarsStore.com, our funding problems will be over. Please take action now.